This segment of the show was sponsored by our friends at Golf Pride. In golf, light grip pressure releases power. Golf Pride engineered a secret that pros know. A larger, lower hand encourages lighter pressure. Plus 4 technology is designed with four additional layers, which reduces tension in the lower hand to generate more power. Play Plus 4 and release the secret pros know. Now available on Tour Velvet. The winningest grip on Tour. Grip confidence. Grip Golf Pride. All right, now back with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Lisa Longball Bluswick. Lisa is an eight-time Canadian long drive champion. She's a 15-time world long drive finalist. She's the first woman to drive the golf ball over 350 yards in competition. She's also a great keynote speaker and a golf entertainer. You can find her sharing her tips in magazines like this month's edition of Golf Tips Magazine, which I've got right here in my hand. And I'm very excited to have her back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Lisa, thanks for coming back on the show. Hello, Chris. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. I appreciate you. So, Lisa, it's been a minute since we got to have you as part of the show. I know you've got such a busy schedule all the time. Catch us up. What's been going on with you this summer? Oh, my goodness. It's been a crazy summer. So I've been uh, traveling a lot all across North America. Uh, I do corporate and charity golf tournaments. So it's been really fun to be able to go uh, around North America raising money for spectacular charities. Um, I'm also sponsored by uh, Golf Town, which is like your uh, PGA Superstores or your Golf Galaxies, uh, in which uh, they want me to come to all 47 stores across Canada. And I'm teaching ladies only clinics. And so it's encouraging to get women into the game, um, you know, make it a family sport, uh, get more ladies involved in corporate and charity golf tournaments, and uh, and then also training, getting ready for the uh, World Long Drive Championships. So Lisa, I know, you know, you've got, you talk about the golf clinics that you do. I know you've got one coming up this weekend in Toronto, plus you're doing some more things around the country here in the U.S. and Orlando and Phoenix. Talk about what you've got going on and when people can come out, check out what you're doing, and then uh, get more information about how to how to do it where and when. Oh, well, I'm just absolutely thrilled. This is about my fifth year, year that I've been doing uh, women's golf schools uh, in the United States. Uh, I added Orlando last year to my itinerary, and uh, it went really, really well. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. And my Phoenix school sold out last year, so I had to add another date. So I'm going to be doing three-day golf schools where we cover all aspects of the game, chipping, pitching, putting, uh, you know, full swing, how to hit every club in your uh, bag longer, but also on-course playing lessons. So it's a spectacular three days with, you know, breakfasts, lunches, dinners, there may be wine, Chris, uh, you know, that always helps with the swing lube, right? And, uh, and yeah. we just have such fun. So, yeah, so I'll be coming to Orlando uh, February 20th to 23rd and uh, to Phoenix March 6th to 9th and March 12th to 15th. And so a lot of my girls who love baseball will also come and catch some spring training games down there as well. Fantastic. So for, for our listeners that say, all right, I want to book my calendar and come down and check it out. How can they get more information? Where can they find out all of that sort of thing? Oh, they, they can go to my website, which is lisalongball.com, and there's a golf schools tab, and if they click on that, all the information is there, and if they have any questions, they're welcome to reach out. So, Lisa, I, I got to get your thoughts. When you're doing a clinic, you know, and, and I know a lot of the clinics are, are for women, but when you've got one that's going on that maybe both genders are involved with, do the, do the questions that people ask you, are, are the questions that men ask you the same as what women ask you, or are the genders different in what they want to know? 
They're a little bit different because I, I've also done clinics on both the PGA Tour and Champions Tour where I've come out in front of hundreds of people and, uh, you know, mostly male-dominated at those clinics. And I would say my issues with the women, women often are always looking for distance. I find that 80% of women can't hit it over 200 yards. So a lot of women say, geez, you know, how, how can you help me add distance to my game? With my guys, it's actually how to keep it in the fairway. So my guys can get the distance, but they struggle with either slicing or pulling the ball, uh, hooking it, and uh, they want to know, well, geez, what are the fixes? So to that end, and that's, that's something, as you know, Tom Patrick is going to join me a little bit later on in the show at TP. Yeah, Tom's the best. You know, yeah, he wanted me to pass along his, uh, wanted to say hello to you. But one of the things I'm going to talk to TP about is that very thing for, you know, uh, to your point, we tend to slice, we, and I think just in yeah. general, weekend golfers tend to slice the ball Absolutely. off the tee. So, so we're losing distance and we're losing strokes because we're trying to find it in the woods all the time. So w- yeah. when you're giving that advice, what are some of the things that you notice that we weekend golfers do that cause us to lose distance and lose the golf ball? Well, for the slice, and I, I, I agree, that's the number one concern for most amateur golfers where I see most of their misses. And I find that there's two things that I see quite prevalently as I go to all across North America, as I said, and, and to these clinics and get to see people. And number one is a simple that could literally fix you in 10 seconds, and that is grip pressure. On a scale of 1 to 10, you should only be holding the club at about a 3 or a 4. You know, Sam Sneed referred to uh, holding the golf club like you're holding a small bird in your hands. Well, many of us have not actually held a small bird in our hands, so I like to like it to holding the club like you're hoping, holding an open can of toothpaste or an open can of soda and that you don't want to crush the can. And I find that we're really good at setup. We're pretty darn good through takeaway, but it's when we're transitioning into the downswing. That's when I start to see that grip pressure go off the charts. And again, on a scale of one to 10, it's 2,423. And when that happens, yeah, exactly. When that happens, what happens is as you come through impact, because your grip pressure is so tight, it actually opens your club face and it'll be in an open position as you strike the ball and that will absolutely cause it to slice so to fix that slice immediately if you find you're gripping it too tightly here's your fix here's your new swing thought as you set up over your ball your last swing thought right before you do your takeaway should be a deep breath out so by taking a deep breath out just a where you kind of expel that air not only are you relaxing your grip pressure which will absolutely help you square up the club face at impact but it also takes tension out of your swing so for those of your listeners that are you know are looking for more distance tension is a club head speed killer so again tense muscles are not fast muscles so loose relaxed supple muscles are fast muscles so even at the world long drive championships one of my two biggest swing thoughts is relax the grip pressure so i take that deep breath out and i guarantee it'll lead to longer straighter shots so that's one thing i see to slicing and the other one chris this is a huge 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 one i would say so many amateur golfers do not finish their golf swing and especially if they have any sort of baseball or softball background what they're great at is being able to, you know, engage their lower body and, and use their hips and make, you know, a good quick turn with their with their lower body and their core. But what they do is they leave weight on that back foot. And so what happens is when you come through your golf swing, when you finish your golf swing, if you have any weight on that back foot, what happens is it opens your club face and, again, leads to that big slice and takes minimum 15 to 20 yards off, off every single shot in your bag. So I, I want to tell golfers, you want to finish your golf swing on your front side. You should be completely over your front leg with your belt buckle at least to the target, maybe even past would be great. And most importantly, I want to see the entire sole of their back shoe. So for your right-handed golfer, that's the entire back sole of, of your right foot. And for my lefty, it's the back sole of your left shoe. And if I can't see the entire back sole of your shoe, you've left weight on that back foot, which means you've left yardage in your bag and good chances that you're going to be slicing. 
So let's take that a step further, because and I'm with okay. you. Getting that weight transfer from from Huge. your back foot to your front foot, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So are you loaded up on your right side at address, and when you're at, on your takeaway, or are you is your weight evenly distributed? Yeah, great question. I find that to be even, it's evenly distributed. Uh, like now in driver, I might have a slight shoulder tilt where I'm, uh, my, my, my lead shoulder is slightly higher than my trail shoulder. But otherwise, it's really, it's equal weight distribution. Where that, that weight comes in, in terms of the shift is that as you make your, your, your backswing, and again, it should not be a, it shouldn't be a slide. It should be a turn. So basically, you want to think of it in simple thoughts as in your backswing, you simply want to turn your shirt. So you want to turn your shirt in your backswing and turn your pants pants and your downswing. And you have to start your downswing with that lower body. Um, a great swing thought, again, for your listeners to kind of get the idea or the notion of how do we load up and how do we make a good turn is if they start initiating their backswing, not with their hands, not with their arms, but with their lead shoulder. So for a right-handed golfer, that's your your uh, left shoulder. And for your righties, it's, it's the right shoulder. But if you start your backswing with your lead shoulder, the shoulder closest to your target, I guarantee what's going to happen is you're going to make this great turn. And then that's when you're going to kind of get the weight loaded over the, over the back foot a little bit. How we transfer it to the front is you've got to start that downswing with the lower body. And this is where I see my, for any of your listeners that struggle with a pull or a hook, I find that what happens is a lot of my men, this is, you talked about what, what men and women struggle with. My guys struggle with this more and my, my, more, my lower handicappers, my better golfers, is what happens is they get to the top of their golf swing and they start the downswing with that back shoulder because they're usually, especially men, are typically stronger in their upper body and their arm area so when they want to kill it when they just want to bomb one or it's a men's long drive hole at a tournament they start that downswing with that back shoulder and as soon as you've done that you've lost all the coil and torque you've picked, you've built up so what happens is that upper body outraces the lower body and you will pull it all day long so a great swing thought to get rid of that pull or that hook is when you get to the top of the backswing the first move in your downswing should be turn your lead hip or turn your lead pocket or turn your belt buckle or my favorite turn your guts so turn your shirt in your backswing, turn your pants in your downswing. So Lisa, getting back to the World uh, Long Drive Championship, and I know there was a, a competition just here a couple of weeks ago. Yes. And uh, as I was watching, um, I thought, you know, let's start on the men's side, Kyle Brookshire. 470 yards. He has had an off-the-chart season. 22-year-old uh, young man, uh, you know, relatively new to the world long drive scene. Uh, he's gotten some big wins under his belt at the tour events. He went one tour event um, that he he literally had to basically hit five balls. He went one ball done, one ball done, and we usually get eight balls in our sets. Well, if the other hitter hit first, he normally had to just hit one ball and boom, he was out of that set, already beat them, moved along. So uh, his performance at the World Long Drive Championships was amazing. And in the semifinal round, he had hit seven balls out of bounds. He had one ball left and he had to, he had to hit it over 400 and some yards to, 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 to beat his competitor. And he did it. You want to talk clutch? Kyle Berkshire is as, as clutch as they come. And I think is going to be a huge, huge star in our sport. Already is, but I mean for the long term. You know, he just has a beautiful golf swing. He was a college player and uh, the speed he can generate is amazing and a very humble young man. Let's go over to the women's side. Chloe Garner won the event, oh. 347 yards. You know, talk about Chloe and just the fact that she hit it 347 and you've hit it over 350 in the past. Does that fuel yeah. you for the, for the next go around? 
Well, yeah, you know, it, it basically, it, when it comes down to it, the conditions make a huge difference. So is there tailwind? Is there headwind? Um, you know, is there, are there wet conditions? Is it mostly a carry grid? Is there any roll? Uh, but that ball, you know, Chloe hit, holy cow. She, it was basically no wind. She hit a spectacular ball. Chloe's been knocking on the door. She's come second a few times at the World Long Drive Championships. She's from South Africa. Um, and for her to get that win, especially over Phyllis Meddy, who won the majority of our, our, our long drive tour events this year, uh, Chloe did win one in South Carolina. Alexis Belton has uh, won one as well, too. And then Phyllis Meddy had well, won the rest. And, and absolutely spectacular. Again, I, I can't say enough wonderful things uh, about, about both Chloe and Phyllis. So Phyllis set a new world record uh, this year, again, hitting it over 400 yards. Uh, um, absolutely spectacular. Now, there was, you know, there was some tailwind and then, you know, some, some a bit more rolling conditions. But Phyllis Meddy is the one to beat typically in every one of our competitions. Um, I've always, I've always said if she hits her ball, the rest of us are really, you know, going for seconds. So Chloe's performance and what she did to pull out the ball that she did, she's always been capable, um, and she absolutely killed it. She's very, very fit. She's, she's done a lot with CrossFit in the, in the past and, um, is, uh, has, has been an incredible, uh, athlete, but again, also a super wonderful, kind, humble person. And I, I couldn't be happier for Chloe. Gary Player just yesterday uh, actually tweeted about it, and, and he was really proud to have a fellow South African win the World Long Drive. So kind of cool that Gary Player jumped in on it as well. Yeah, absolutely it was. So, Lisa, you know, as you, know, as you carry the, the, the title of being an eight-time, you know, long drive champion, when you're playing in a pro-am, do you, do you feel pressure that every time you step up on the tee, whether it's a par four or a par five, that you have to put on a show, you've got to bomb it out there every single time or people are going to be disappointed, whoever you're playing with? Oh, absolutely. I was actually just at a, one of the NHL teams. I was at their charity golf tournament last Monday, and I went straight to the driving range because my group expects me to hit every drive over three bills. They're planning, they're trying to hit every par five and two. They're like, great, woo, we got the long drive champion. So there's definitely a lot of pressure, not just to hit it far, but to hit the fairway. And in long drive, we get eight balls, three minutes to hit eight balls. So if you hit a couple out of bounds, no big deal. But in golf, if you hit it off the, out of bounds, you're laying three off the tee. So there's tons of pressure, and I, I I always love, uh, you know, trying to, to to live up to the expectations when I play in those proams. And and have we and why we? I guess let me let me preface that by saying the male gender. Have we have we grown and matured at all, or, or are we still trying to jump up there and go? We got to try to muscle it up because we got to outdrive the girl. It's funny you should say that. And that happens more when I do my corporate and charity golf tournaments. So when I'm standing on a par five at an event and usually raising money for a charity and, and, and it usually there's a fun little competition, you know, you know, to try to outdrive me. And the guys, a guy who's got this smooth, silky swing all day long is swinging out of his shorts, wild, crazy. And the grip pressure again goes off the charts, you know. So again, usually what I'll see, I'll see, a, I'll go against guys that are six foot four, 240, 50 pounds. And the second I saw, to see them start that downswing with that back shoulder, I'm always like, got him. <laughs> because, again, he, the, the big key to distance for any of your listeners, it's, got, it's lower body. Your leg muscles and your glutes and core are so much stronger than your arms. So you really want to use your leg muscles to generate power in your, in, your, in your swing, not your smaller muscles like your arms. So, you know, that's usually what gives me a chance. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's uh, quite funny to see. <laughs> no doubt. Lisa, in, in this month's edition of Golf Tips Magazine, I got it right here in my hands. You have a tip for finding the right ball position for each of our clubs. Do you mind sharing that tip? 
Oh, this tip is off the charts. This absolutely helped my ball striking. You know, I love long drive, uh, but but I also want to be a good golfer. And so I work with, as I recommend uh, all your listeners, please work with the PGA of America uh, Pro, or P, if you're up in the Canada, PGA of Canada Pro, because you want to work with a professional that knows how to, to diagnose the swing, like Tom. Tom is a perfect example of, of you know, an award-winning instructor. Uh, I work with uh, Paul Horton, who's at, uh, the 2017 uh, PGA of Canada Coach of the Year. And what he taught me in ball position – just just absolutely made me hit the ball so much more solid. In my old ball position, uh, for uh, my pitching wedge, it would be dead center of my stance, and then slightly forward for nine iron, slightly forward for eight, seven, six, five, four, and as it went forward, and of course for driver, it would be then off the uh, instep of my front foot. And that stays the same. For driver, there's absolutely only one ball position. Many of your, your uh, listeners can also add 20 yards to their drives today if they start looking at their ball position. A lot of golfers step up to the ball, they kind of pick their target, they get up and they don't even realize where that ball is in their stance. The driver is the one club you want to hit on the upswing. All your other clubs you're trying to hit down on the ball, trap the ball, compress the ball. But driver, you want to hit up on it. That means you want to have that, that ball position at the front of your, uh, of your stance. So here's, here's a little tip for your listeners for, for ball position for driver. What you want to do is you want to stand with your feet together. You kind of want to eyeball your ball in the middle of your feet. And then for driver, you simply want to move your back foot. By moving your back foot, you guarantee that the ball position for driver is off the instep of the front foot. Now, that's just for driver. What my coach helped me with is the ball position for every other club in your bag. As I just told you, I used to move it for every club just slightly forward, slightly forward, slightly forward until I got to driver. Well, that was quite inconsistent. The way my coach explained it to me is he said, Lisa, you, when you properly strike a golf ball on all clubs except driver, again, you want to hit down on it, trap it, compress it. So you want to hit the ball first, compress it, then the club's going to bottom out, then you're going to make your divot, and then you're going to finish your golf swing. So he said, if you want your club to bottom out after the ball, he said, why wouldn't you just place your ball behind uh, where it, the lowest part of your swing is? So by physics, the lowest part of your golf swing is actually at your lead shoulder joint. So again, if you're a right-handed golfer, that's the the shoulder joint of your your left shoulder, and for your lefties, it's of the shoulder joint of your right shoulder. So what he says is start the ball about three to four inches behind the shoulder joint. And then basically what that means is as you come down with all your clubs, you're going to hit down on the ball, trap it, compress it, then it'll bottom out at that shoulder joint, you know, three to four inches past, um, you know, past where you've set that ball up, and then you're going to make your divot and go. Um, so so to, to do proper ball position for all the other clubs in your bag, what I want your listeners to do is put feet together, just like you would with driver, feet together, eyeball the ball in the middle of your feet. I want you to move your lead foot three to four inches forward so towards your target and then you simply move your back foot to comfort and when I say comfort when you have a smaller or a shorter club such as like a pitching wedge you're not going to move it too far back and if you look down at the ball it almost looks like it's in the middle of your stance but as you have a longer club like a five iron you're going to move your your back foot back a little further and uh, that that has I have now been absolutely striping my irons hybrids and fairy woods because of this new ball position Um, and again if your listeners want to get a better visual of it. If they go to Golf Tips Magazine, uh, they're going to get a, uh, there'll be visuals in there and an explanation, and, and I think they're just going to love it. So taking that, you know, sort of uh, talking about uh, ball position, let's talk stance, because okay. as I look at your stance, your feet are pretty wide apart at the dri- when you got your driver in your hand, yep. and it starts to get more narrow as you go down in club. Talk about, you know, how far down your stance varies from driver to pitching wedge. 
Yeah. So again, for driver, again, you want you don't want to be too far apart. I'd, I'd say you know about shoulder width apart. Maybe you can go a, sli- a little bit wider, depending on comfort uh, and and height and all the rest of that. But you know, you want to have a nice stable base that you can that you can you know launch off of there. Um, so that would be your widest club. And then you know, again, it's really to comfort. Like I, I, there's not in, in in the way that my coach has worked with me is that is that he wants to see me just kind of again feeling it to comfort. So more importantly is making sure that you know where that ball is from your lead foot and so as as a right-handed golfer another great little thought of where that ball should be under it should be under where your heart is um, or where the logo would be on a golf shirt typically is over your left chest and if you're a left-handed golfer it'd be in the middle of your pectoral muscle on your right Uh, but just getting that ball position set up first and then in terms of stance that back foot would just be to comfort so you just want to make sure that it's not feeling uncomfortable it's not feeling too wide or too narrow and again shockingly your body kind of will get a good sense of that once once you play with it, as long as you get that that lead foot correct, that lead foot needs to start with the feet together, balls in the middle of the feet, move the lead foot three to four inches, and back foot to comfort, except for driver, when you just simply move the back foot. So Lisa, this is, these are all great tips for, for us and, uh, you know, for the weekend golfer like myself. I'm, I'm curious because you, you do such a great job with your clinics and, and you hit the ball so far. Are, are ladies out on the LPGA tour? Are they reaching out to you to try to get twi- you know tips for themselves on how to get a little more? No, distance? you know what I think. I think the LPGA Tour, like, they are whole, you know, they're spectacular. Like, I, I, I've had an opportunity to speak to many of the LPGA uh, Tour players. Their games, if you watch their games, if you want to emulate a golf swing, watch the LPGA Tour. Holy cow, they're, they're so smooth. I was actually just recently at the LPGA uh, Tour's uh, Canadian Women's Open in Toronto, and uh, it's just unbelievable. Of course, our Canadian Brooke Henderson, nine-time winner on the LPGA Tour, you know, so spectacular. These girls, it's like effortless power. So that's, I think, just like... If you want, again, as any, any golfer who wants to emulate a swing to watch that LPGA Tour. Um, but I also think the excitement of it, like that Solheim Cup this past weekend, where it was such a close match, comes down to the last putt where Suzanne Pedersen sinks the putt, winning it for Europe. Like, uh, unbelievable. But again, I thought that brought excitement to women's golf. So I think that uh, women's golf is fascinating. And I, I recommend more people to go out and watch these women in person. They'll, they'll blow your minds. And you know, and you make a good point, Lisa, because here's something that I that I share with with my friends and, and my buddies is not not only watching the LPGA Tour is, is it is it fun and compelling, and to your point, the Solheim Cup was off the charts good. Yeah. Um, but but for the most part, none of us, none of us, me, my buddies, none of us can relate to how far the guys hit the ball on the PGA no. Tour to to try to yeah. figure out their club head speed and all that sort of stuff. We can't relate to that. We have a better chance of relating to what the what the ladies are doing on the LPGA tour with respect to tempo, distance, Absolutely. and all of that sort of thing. So yeah, I'm with you. I point my friends watch the LPGA. Don't watch the PGA tour if you're no, trying to figure out. Great advice, Chris. Yeah, so it's it's interesting to me how much you know we think we can get up there and hit it like like DJ or or even Justin Thomas, and and we have no shot at doing anything. Brooks Kepka, all those guys. But we have somewhat of an opportunity to learn a lot from watching the girls on the LPGA Tour. Absolutely. And again, don't forget, those women are able to to, to hit the ball so far and, and so straight in their incredible short games with, with a, a smaller size and a smaller frame than the men have. So if you want to look at how to generate power, definitely watch the women. Lisa, one more before I let you go. And, and I, can't, uh, I can't let you go without asking you a hockey question. I know what a huge hockey fan you are so talk about the Calgary Flames. What 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 are your expect, oh. expectations? 
Well, you know what? We won the Western Conference last year, which was amazing, unbelievable. And then we were out in the first round. But look at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was number one in the NHL, and they were out in the first round too. So I actually just got to hang out with uh, one of the top players in the NHL, Connor McDavid, at the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, uh, golf tournament last weekend. And uh, so it was exciting to kind of talk hockey. But I, I'm, I, preseason is, has already started, and, and we'll be starting the regular season in a couple weeks here. So I have, I'm, I'm, I have high hopes for my Calgary. Flames. Not only do I want them to win that Western Conference this year, I'm hoping we get all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Well, Lisa, remind our listeners again how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing, whether it's on your website or it's on social media. Absolutely. So my uh, social media handles on uh, Twitter, Instagram uh, would be at Lisa Longball and uh, also Facebook. I welcome people to add me as a friend at Lisa Longball of Lucewick. Uh, I, I, I love connecting with listeners and, and uh, helping ask questions. My website is www.lisalongball.com. My contact information is there. So again, if any listeners have any questions, I'm more than happy to help uh, guide you, direct you in the right place because this game is all about helping each other, lifting each other up, and it just makes this uh, game so much more fun. Well, Lisa, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to come back and, and be a part of the show tonight. It's always a lot of fun when you're here. Thank you very much. Best of luck, and uh, hopefully we get the opportunity to catch, uh, uh, catch up with you again real soon. Thank you so much, Chris. I'm absolutely honored. I'm, I'm excited. To, I'm getting ready for the 2020 uh, Golf Channel's World Long Drive Tour season, so that would be great to, to, to catch up with you. I appreciate it. Take care, Lisa. All the best to you and Thanks, your family. Thanks, Chris. Thank See you, ya. too. That's the great Lisa Longball Bluswick. V-L-O-O-S-W-Y-K is how uh, her last name is spelled. And again, uh, LisaLongball.com. I'm telling you, folks, you've got to go out there and check out. She's got so many great videos and a lot of great tips. And again, check out this, uh, this month's edition of Golf Tips Magazine. She's got it right there for you as well. Great stuff. She's a great lady. And I uh, look forward to catching up with her again real soon.